Or do you think that horses are, they, they often will cheat by poop doping? Hmm. Where you save up your poop and then you inject the good parts of your poop back into yourself. Oh, yeah. To increase your performance. Your poo-formance. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for Video Games Hot Dog, episode number 128. You guys, I have a frog in my throat, and I oh, was yeah. trying to get it out, but you were making fun of me, so I, I started recording when I do not have the voice for it. Oh, yeah. You got a new pen, Kevin. I did. Yeah. What's it like? It's all right. It's uh, it's one of those, like, Jetstream Uniball uh things it's like a ballpoint pen but with like liquid ink will it write in space i don't know i don't know if it writes upside down is it a 0. 0.7 or a 0. 0.5 point seven. Okay. Mm, too little it is too little wait why is is seven bigger than five yes yes i mean i know that seven is bigger than five <laughs> as a number i just assumed that it was like percentage instead of one fifth of an inch <laughs> which is what i do it's one seventh of an inch oh okay uh no it it i would probably actually get a wider ball on uh Oh really? You you prefer a thicker, a slightly thicker line? Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, I like I like point fives in my pens. Point yeah. five is what I draw with, and so it's what I have laying around. So it's what I write with. I feel like the point five is thicker. The point five that you like is thicker than this point seven. Okay. In terms really? of the actual line that it lays down. I feel that way. I don't know if it's true. Hmm. We could get a microscope. So we could. And a ruler, a really small ruler. Mm-hmm. Do they make microscope rulers? There's calipers. Huh. Like a real ruler you, you set down on the table of the microscope so that you can see it in the and see how tiny the thing is. Yeah, so you can see what rulers are made of. Yeah. We should ask we should ask our friend the electron the tunneling electron microscopy expert. See, right. I told you my voice was all fucked up. Yeah, it's cool though. <clears throat> I don't think that it is. I think it was cool. Uh, I was cool looking anymore. up. I forgot what the name of this actual product is. I should. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna find it because it was on the interwebs. It was funny. Well, I was looking for a cough button because people on podcasts right. talk about cough buttons, and so I did an Amazon search for cough button. Mm-hmm. And um, did it come up something dirty? This. This is the something grenade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find this thing so that I can uh, say. You know, I should have done this ahead of time. Uh, I think a cough button is just a thing that turns your microphone off, right? Okay. Uh, Hunter Specialties, Inc. HS Gobbler Grenade Push Button Realistic Hen Yelps Clucks Cuts Cackles. Huh. Is the name of the product on Amazon. That's pretty good. It's only 30 bucks. You should get one. I, what is it? Isn't, isn't it a thing that makes... Okay. Gobbler grenade push button yelper easily produces all the turkey sounds. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, this is this is clearly targeted at an audience that knows what all the turkey sounds are. Uh-huh. Right. So it's, it's it doesn't give a list. Uh, works rain or shine. Oh, I mean, good, normally things good. that make sound don't work when it's raining. Well, this might be for hunters or something. So it needs to be outdoors capable. Ooh, contour and underside mounts on gun with Velcro strap. See? I was without even looking at this web page. I I knew, but you don't want to you you don't want to use your gun in the rain. Sure you do. What are you, I'm, what are you hunting? hunting? Water buffalo, <laughs> fish. Okay, it's true, true. But I mean, it seems like you just move the barrel inside if that's what you're gonna do. Uh, well, if, you're, yeah. if you're hunting fish in the barrel, barrel of the gun. Yeah, you keep you the barrel can... of the gun inside the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, that's what I that's what I found. If you had a barrel of fish without any water in it, that would also make hunting very easy. Oh yeah, yeah. It would make fishing even easier. Yeah. Actually, it might make fishing harder because they're because they're not like, going to go. Yeah, I'm guessing bait. that if yeah. a fish is just flopping around and you're like, hey, you want some food? He's like, fuck you, buddy. I want some water. <laughs> I got more important I things to worry about. Yeah, I guess we don't really think about it, but when you when you're satisfying, you know, your basic needs, Maslow's hierarchy. Yeah, yeah, like food and water are up there, but air is really probably <laughs> up above all of those. Yeah, yeah. What is this mic mute? Yeah, this is a these. It's it's why is a so this is a button yeah. that shuts off an XLR. Like it is literally the simplest electronic thing mm. there is, unless it has unless it has some weird like bounce reduction stuff to make it extra noiseless or whatever. Well, that plus you don't want it to like cause a a a, a spike like a noise when it cuts the signal off, right? I suppose that's true. 41 bucks though. Mm. Uh, hell, I don't know. I don't think I want to get those for because then you got to get another cable and there's another thing in line. I think the listeners can just listen to me clear my fucking throat. Yep. I would definitely <coughs> not worry about it even a little bit. Yeah. I've started noticing on other podcasts when people clear their throats. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't care. Have you started noticing uh when Garrison Keeler does his uh monologues that he just breathes real hard into the mic? <laughs> No, does he do that? He does. <laughs> Good. Yeah, he's very, he's got a very breathy uh, delivery. Not to him. He doesn't do it for effect. Like he's no, like that's just the way he fucking Lutherans. <sighs> <laughs> yep. I want to hear Garrison Keillor just flip his shit one day. I want I want the like Alec Baldwin phone message, but from Garrison Keillor. Oh, that'd be great. Just really upset about something, something that would make you just really not like him at all. Just like. Like just like a racist. stream of like racist mm, profanity yeah. directed at somebody who just like brought him mayonnaise instead of mustard with his room service <laughs> or something, right? Like, yep, blown out of proportion. Yeah, like hate, what was hating he, on the, the poor. Uh, Orson Welles in that radio ad for peas or something <laughs> went berserk. Yeah, or, uh, or him calling him calling a, a message that he left for a girl that he's sexually harassing, and he's like. Hey, baby, why don't you come over and give me the news from Lake Blobagon? <laughs> Although that that's pretty charming. Like, I feel like if he, if he, if he left that message on my phone, I would probably go blow him just because that was a pretty good joke. That's all it takes? Yeah. I mean, a good enough joke. You're, you're comedic, comedically easy? Yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta, yeah, I want, I want, the, you know, the world is not going to reward you with money for that kind of joke. You know, and not not even necessarily like fame or respect <laughs> or you know dignity, uh, but blowjobs, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Huh. Okay. <clears throat> Do you think that you would blow Garrison Keillor just so that you could say that you had blown Garrison Keillor and nope. that would be funny? Nope, I no, would not. I feel like you it would be, be a funny it would, story. It would be. I feel like it would be a funny enough story that you were in a situation where you had the opportunity to blow Garrison Keillor. And then decided not to. Mm. Yeah. Like the time we decided not to tip over the porta potty with Ozzy Osbourne in it. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty good decision. There were a lot of bodyguards there. <laughs> that was good. Um, what have you guys been up to? Uh, I found a good website this morning. Okay. Somebody mentioned it on Metafilter. It is uh, digitalcomicmuseum.com. It's like Project Gutenberg, except for uh, old golden age comic books that are now in oh. the public domain. So I went through and I wrote down a short list of some of the many fine ancient titles you could download for free. Captain Science, huh. Star Pirate, Alarming Tales, 
These are all real. Crime mysteries. With, sure. And then suspense detective. Okay. Racket squad. Spy smasher. The phantom lady. Commander battle and the atomic sub. Don Winslow of the Navy. And True Tales of Cowboy Romance. So, uh, huh. if you're looking for uh, for any of those fine quality titles from the uh, what's the Atomic Golden Age? That seems that seems really early for its for for its when was when was the Golden Age of comics? Uh, I, I, it looked like most of these were 50s. The the site like says don't try and upload anything after 53 because that's when it becomes difficult for us to figure out if they're in public domain or not. I yeah. am surprised that. They can go that late, honestly, mm. because yeah, I was under the impression that like, like eighty years at this yeah, point. Yeah, I was under the impression years. that like Lovecraft had only very recently come into public domain from the twenties. It might also be because of uh, when the when the companies involved died. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know how they decide these things. I thought it was like seventy-five years. There's a lot of issues of. Uh, uh, I forget the name of the comic, like Police Something, which Axe were cop. No, the 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 comics that were the origin of a Plastic Man, and they have a bunch of issues of that. Even though I'm pretty sure that character is still ongoing, huh. so I don't I don't know, I don't know what what they're figuring is. But yeah, they've got a ton of stuff, and it's all free, and it all runs awesome. Unlike an iPad, if you get like the Comic Zeal app or are, something, are you can just load them straight in there. Comics even a little bit interesting though. I mean, they're weird. I don't know. They, I haven't read. I, I read like two issues of the stuff I've downloaded so far this minute this morning. Art but, style is so off-putting to me that really? that's like I couldn't read The Watchmen for a like I tried mm. several times to read The Watchmen until I finally like something clicked and I was able to kind of ignore what it looked like long enough to get into the story. I really, I, I like their, I don't know, the sort of hokiness and that sort of uh, like first dozen, dozen issues of Mad Magazine sort of bizarro feel. I don't know that I've ever seen very early episodes or issues of Mad Magazine. They're interesting. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Did they have multiple artists at that point? Like what? Yeah. I mean, it, was it was kind like of a, just, yeah. it was comic book sized for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like an offshoot of like uh, not weird amazing tales. Stories. We, yeah, because those were like regular fiction, but it was it was like I don't know, amazing adventures or uh, I just made that name right, up. Because it but, started out as tales calculated to drive yeah, you mad. Exactly. Right? So yeah, it was like it was like a horror comic and then funny horror comic and then they just went funny. Well, funny. F well, and then they stopped being funny. <laughs> Mad Magazine was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. They, they didn't... The old ones are really good. It's But the, the ones from the 80s, all of the jokes are still from the 60s. Hmm. Right? And the writers just never change. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, there'll also be like the the lighter side of women's lib. <laughs> like, what? No, nobody even says that anymore. Like, like and why? Well, because you were reading even when in you the, were a kid, though. Yeah. And like, if if they were gearing them towards... People who are nostalgic. I mean, like, you know, nobody makes Nintendo cartridges anymore, but we still play Nintendo games because we're... There's there is a Nintendo cartridge in the assignment. Yeah, experimental game yeah. pack. But yeah. it wasn't a real cartridge. It was just yeah. the ROM. I'm sure somebody made a real cartridge of it. 
I, I just it's like it was the same writers had been there for 20 years just making the same jokes and not paying attention to culture as it actually changed sure we should do that we should hire <laughs> you need to hire young yeah, people. hire somebody younger yeah hire somebody <laughs> younger to be aware of culture for you yeah hire mr skullhead's kid sure i'm sure he could teach us all about dora the explorer hmm. blues clues sniper mm -hmm. no sniping i don't know what that is i don't know what that is it's, it's kind of a dora joke nothing Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Ignore me. Have you watched much Dora the Explorer? No, I haven't seen a single one. You do have that Dora the Explorer backpack. <laughs> that you used to lure little kids into, yeah. into your lair. Candy yeah, my, man. Law my lawyer has instructed to tell me that to t instructed me to tell you that that's not my backpack. We got a, like a sex offender like notification in the mail here. For the office? Yeah. That is unsurprising. So what happens if you are a sex offender and they decide to build a playground or school near you? I think you are required by law to kill yourself. <laughs> huh. That sucks. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they maybe they can't, right? Maybe it's like an arms race <laughs> where they keep <laughs> oh, spreading they keep spreading them out. Like maybe one of the things that like an unscrupulous city councilman will do to get a good school built in their district is to populate the other districts with sex offenders <laughs> so that they can so that there's only one place left to build the school. I see. Yeah. Gerrymandering. I I think maybe you have to move. That is ridiculous and yeah. sucks. Yeah, especially if you're a sex offender because you like we're peeing in public. Although, while I've heard that that's theoretically possible, it's kind of like, you know, you can get a DUI on a bicycle, which you can, but probably only if you're a real asshole. Hmm. Sure. Um, <sighs> yeah. All the, all the sex offender notices we've gotten here have been like, yep, this guy fucked some kids. Like, they, they were never, they never seemed like spurious, right? Because it'll happen, it'll happen like, you know, statutory rape if, if like, you're, like an 18 year old has yeah, a 17 year old has a 17 year old you know yeah. and it's like yep i'm a sex offender because i fucked my wife a couple years too early like that kind of thing will happen but yeah no they're, they're legit we got we got like authentic sex offenders in this neighborhood <laughs> we're not fooling around there's um i feel like there's a lot of like pretty low rent apartment complexes within notification mm -hmm. radius of here and that's yep. kind of it's so we get a we get a lot of the the flop house flotsam flop house flotsam that sounds like a golden age comic book why are we not similarly notified of like violent criminals yes mm. because people are fucking crazy and like ch child predators are seen as a billion times more of a threat than they are by parents because people are irrational yeah like you know, why are you not notified of weather patterns that result in more frequent lightning strikes in your area? Because that's more likely. Because how many, I mean, you know, this is probably not the right forum for all these questions or whatever, but how many sex offenders are people that the victim is not related to or, f or already like in the, like familiar with, right? Like, I know it's, I, I know that the statistic is that it's overwhelmingly more likely that the offender is is like a family, a a family member or yeah, yeah. Of, the, of the kid. So like while this person might have committed a crime, yeah. no, it it's seems just... super unlikely that they'll uh, – <clears throat> like 
interact with a random kid. Because some politician pushed it through because people will vote for him because he's like, I don't like pedophiles. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I mean, the same reason that, like, uh, if you get a DUI, your car payment, you're like, your, your interest rate on your car payment goes up to 30% because nobody will fucking defend those people. Nobody will ever stand up against anything that harms people who are easy to demonize. Hmm. It's pretty lame. We should go have a beer with that guy. No, we shouldn't, because he's probably a real dirtbag. <laughs> That's the other problem. Right. Sure. Even even people who are aware of it and sympathetic still don't like those guys. Yeah. They fuck kids. That's not okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That, that, was the, that was the political segment of today's video. How, yeah. Jeez, guys, how hard it is to keep video games out of podcasting. <laughs> <clears throat> That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> Do po- Podcasts out of video gaming? We we did KOL Con. Yeah, that was that yeah. was the primary thing that yep. I've done in the past. And while there was a lot of deeply offensive sex there, there were no sex offenders. <laughs> well, it was offensive to my sensibilities, at least. You know, I assumed you, that it would be if I had seen any. I was going to say you didn't actually see any of it, so yeah, you're just you're just assuming that some happened. Our coworker Josh saw a lot of dongs. Did he? Yeah. 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 We don't go to the parties. The, those of us at this table here recording this podcast, we don't go to any of the parties at KOLCon where there's a lot of dongs flopping around. <laughs> I have never been a member of the social group that seems to be excited about getting naked and running around a party. Yeah. Naked. And I think I'm okay with that. Yep. You know, the only the only times when it is reasonable for a normal person for a normal dude to to agree with yeah let's go skinny dipping is if you look around and you see that there are like nine hot girls and like three dudes and then if everybody wants to go skinny dipping you're like okay that's very heteronormative of you sure <laughs> uh i feel like in general if you are a not grotesquely unattractive gay dude you probably see as many penises as you want to see what if you want not to, to not to not to enforce not to enforce stereotypes, but I just the dudes that I've known don't seem to have any problems seeing seeing yeah. cock. Yeah, you don't meet the you don't meet the like openly gay guy who's like, yeah, I haven't gotten laid in a year and it fucking sucks because I don't think that there is that guy unless it's like a guy with you know it's like his face is a watermelon or something. <laughs> That happens. I mean, you it's every not, once not, in a while. Does it? Like, it's not time for harvest yeah, yet. So, if so, if a dude fucks a watermelon, uh-huh. gets a seed stuck in his dick eye, and then fucks a lady, sometimes that baby will sometimes be born with watermelon, watermelon parts. Head. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sometimes it's not the Vines face, for arms. right? It's just it's oh, okay. the sad story of this one guy that I knew whose face was a watermelon <laughs> that couldn't get laid, even though he was gay. Yeah. You guys, it's a it's a rough world. It's, <laughs> There's peril around every corner. And luckily, they send you they send you something in the mail if one of those watermelon face guys moves into your neighborhood. <laughs> he just like, has a picture of a watermelon. Yeah, don't freak out. Like you're gonna think he's stealing your watermelon, but he's not. That's just his face. I, yeah. Huh. <clears throat> Everybody moved to Arizona. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, did you have any uh, did you have any experiences at KOLCon that you think are worth talking about on video games, hot dog? I played a board game that I liked, or a card game. What was it? Shadow Rift. Oh, yeah. I played that, too. It was fun. 
We played it wrong, and that's why we, we won. We did. Is that not... I feel like I'm confusing that with the one that's like Werewolf. You are. That's Which, Shadow Hunters. Okay. Yeah. Shadow Rift is like a... It's like somebody somebody saw Thunderstone, and then they were like, let's make a game that's like Thunderstone, only more cooperative and more like... More like a, you know, like a dungeon oh, okay. crawly kind of thing. This is that one you were really... playing on that counter. Yeah, you're in a town and there's dudes, like necro dudes coming at you, trying to turn all your... Necro dudes are the worst dudes. Trying to turn your merchant into a corpse. My least favorite kind of dudes. Well, sometimes they're trying to plant cultists in your town. Yeah, okay, that's true. Stuff. It's There's like a, there's like a deck difficult. of villagers that you cycle through and then there's a deck of stuff that you can buy in the village and you have to keep villagers alive and you have to kill the monsters that are sort of encroaching. And you yeah, I looked at some of those cards, and some of them were like, turn three, kill the baker. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's that's really specific. Why does this one monster hate the baker so much? <laughs> He's hungry. <laughs> Was it uh, not lactose intolerant, but... Uh, gluten. Gluten. Gluten-free diet. He has a gluten diet. allergy. Yeah. yeah. The baker's really useful too. It sucks when somebody kills the baker. They're all the townsfolk are, townsfolk are pretty useful. The baker specifically, though, everybody wants to. Everybody gets the baker because the baker lets you discard wounds. Wounds. Mm. Because his bread also works as bandages. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe weird. he makes antibiotic bread. Yeah, penicillin. Sure. Oh, okay. sure. Yeah. All right. He just okay. bakes bread and then penicillin goes in. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Wow. That that was the first reasonable. Uh, Reasonable thing I've ever said. Yes. <laughs> chain, chain of thought on that one. What were, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I enjoyed it. I I felt like it was very difficult and the odds were stacked against you pretty bad. And that was even with playing it when we were not using all the rules correctly and, and making it as hard on ourselves as we should have been. Um, so that that is that's tricky, right? Like find, striking a balance between feeling like it's challenging and feeling like uh, it just it's just overwhelmingly unfair. Is is got to be it's got to be rough. I think betrayal at House on the Hill kind of gets around that balance issue by making it so even if something is totally un- unbalanced in favor of the betrayer, still someone is having a good time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Whereas this, if they get the balance wrong, it's just like it is not fun to lose a cooperative yeah board game like sure. and that's kind of a fundamental failure of cooperative board games which is like well it's got to be designed so that you win because if you don't it's not fun i mean i have and, i don't know that i've ever won uh a game of lord uh, of the rings no lord of the rings that i beat once um pandemic, pandemic is what i was thinking mm-hmm. i think i mean it's possible i, I know i've never played... enjoyed a game of pandemic <laughs> you only played like one game though. i know <laughs> that's why it's easy for me to remember did you but you liked shadow rift I don't know that I would buy it. I mean, it's a, Hmm. I like, I'm beginning to, I'm beginning to reject games in which there is too much going on. It did look very complicated. Huh. It's a little cumbersome to set up. Um, Sure. There are a lot of piles of cards all over the place on that table. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of piles of cards on, you know, the table for Dominion. There's a lot of piles of cards on the table for Thunderstone, but it's... Mr. Card Game. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't Senor know. Senior Card Gauge. <laughs> Senior Card Game. Yeah. Oh, the Spanish version. What else did you do? Um, I watched a bunch of people play King of Tokyo. I didn't actually play any. 
King of Tokyo is pretty fun. I finally, your girlfriend got me the uh, expansion. expansion to King of Tokyo, um, which is kind of neat, actually. Gives you some more sort of... Monster-specific upgrades? Yeah, there are specific things, specific abilities. It makes it so there is a difference between the monsters, which mm. is interesting. It adds a new monster, which would have been irrelevant if it didn't also right. make it so there were differences between them. Um, you know, it's a pretty fun game. So Quick. do you think Yeah, do you think that it's okay that players get eliminated from that game? Yeah, I think so, because I mean, so, it's fast. It's yeah, not, it's not like Risk where two people long. get, you yeah. know, like everybody except two people get eliminated and then the game goes on for another hour and a half. Right. Right, it's just... Do you think that do you think that there is a school of thought that says that you should never eliminate a player from yes, a board game? There is in fact a school of thought. There are people who uh, reject games just entirely based on the fact that they have player elimination. Hmm. And so I was thinking about so at at this convention I I made a sort of spy assassin game and the game a major part of the game is that you get eliminated from the game and that was very dissatisfying for a lot of people, and I'm like, if I had I to do it, had I to sort of do it again, maybe I would think about that differently and try to figure out some way to like let everybody keep playing. It's just hard to do a LARP that no one runs. Yes, yeah. So like that was that was way more important to me that than anybody actually having fun. <laughs> <laughs> was it nobody had you to... needed to not not have fun? Right. Maybe if you had like three hits and nobody could take more than one from you or something well you but you would still get eliminated i'm i was yeah, thinking but maybe not as soon you, you don't run the risk of spending the three hours at the beginning of the night gathering information and then immediately at nine o'clock you get killed well what if you whenever you kill someone they have to you, they have to like sign your kill sheet or whatever and you the person with the most signatures at the end of the night like so you, you can still kill Okay. Everybody and everybody gets to keep playing, right? So like mm. nobody gets eliminated. They just get, they just get like they acknowledge that they have lost to you, and then they can't beat you, hmm. right? So there's still an element of trying to get to people quickly, but you can play through, continue to play the rest of the night if you want. Yeah, I don't know. There's it's it is a serious yeah, that, flaw hmm. with the game. Because people spend a lot of time gathering information, and then yeah. when it became but yeah, some some system where you can kill a guy and he can still keep playing, but he can't kill you, so it's gets a lot more complicated to keep track of. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you start like yeah, because you don't necessarily know where everybody is who's playing. You don't know how many people there are playing, and so you don't even know what the goals are really in that case. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's possible that you can't just turn somebody loose with an index card's worth of rules and have them play a satisfying multiplayer game against each other. Yeah. What I mean, how, what's your feeling on player elimination in in I, games in general? I mean, it's sort of I can I can see somebody having the same objection to that that they do like you know permadeath to just reject Spelunky out of hand because so there's no like. In college, we played a bunch of assassin games that involved like disc or dart guns, uh-huh. um, and they're they were a lot of fun. And the, the, did you so, use bombs? What were bombs? Bombs were fun. You had to. Uh, you set up like a like a say a shoebox or something with a. Like a a balloon and something to pop the balloon and some kind of timer, okay, and then hide it in somebody's dorm room uh-huh. with like bomb written on it. Uh-huh. And if they don't find it and disable it before it goes off, it kills them. Oh, 
Interesting. That seems like a thing that you would not or be like able to get away timer. with in a post-September yeah, 11th probably, world. Yeah, it probably probably would not uh, fly. Probably, I mean, any game of Assassin except for like the most nerfy looking, like throwing a beanbag at a dude sure. game would not fly in modern world. I was going to say that the one of the, mo- the more memorable ones, which had no real like plot to it it was just sort of uh, a sick game was just like running around and killing each other as space marines and aliens what is a mm. sick game? I, I, it's i think it might stand for something but it's just like it's just killing there's no there's no like plot to it um and aliens were easier to kill and there were more of them um and they respond immediately and if you were a marine and you died i think you had to wait 10 or 15 minutes so like you you were never out of the game entirely but the penalty for dying was just just not being able to play for a while hmm. and that was that was pretty satisfying it was really fun it was very like scary and like if you got separated and were like alone in these dark hallways and stuff it was it was great the version i always wanted to try that we never got the opportunity to try out was uh, logan's run Hmm. Where you're playing assassin, except it's everybody except against one or two dudes, and they have to get from like one side of campus to the other side of campus, running without being killed by all the guards. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the you know, doing it at MIT was great because there are so many like just interconnected hallways and corridors mm-hmm. and buildings and stuff like that, and you would just run around and like you'd have sort of a defined area and if uh, they usually would have signs on every door it was sort of the end of the game area so you wouldn't like wander out into the rest of the campus or whatever but you could even within four or five buildings that were all connected um you could have you could have you know hundreds of rooms and hallways and stuff available so so even with you know 20 or 30 people playing you weren't you weren't just always running into people immediately do you think that mit has more hidden spaces and tunnels and and weird connections between things than other schools or do you think that you're just aware of it because they cultivate a culture of people poking around at stuff because it's hard for me to imagine how the culture of the school would translate to the culture of Mm -hmm. like the architects that designed the buildings and mit has a lot of interconnected buildings that yeah. I feel is, is unstandard. Like yeah. the WVU where I went to the first time where I grew up was, uh, had like no, none of the buildings connected to each other that way. Almost I every, mean, almost every building is connected on the basement floor and the third floor. Huh? There's like sky bridges and stuff. There's a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of interconnected buildings at ASU because it's it, so like, hot it's so summer. hot that they, uh, nobody ever, yeah, wants nobody, to you don't want to go outside. So there's a lot of, I mean, there are still a lot of, there are a lot of buildings that are out, you know, connected to nothing. And I don't know that, I don't know that there are, I mean, I'm, the thing is, I'm sure there are a lot of basement access tunnels and stuff. I mean, I was, I was too old when I was there to really get away with much fucking around. Like, I feel like they wouldn't, they weren't going to have a lot of. A lot of patience for hmm. for that but um and at university of illinois like i feel like it was pretty similar like there were a bunch of tunnels that you know there were just student accessible tunnels right between things and that's why i was sort of wondered like is there really is mit more like that than other places well, or is I, I it just that i mean that's the thing i, I only have the one college yeah. experience you should have gone to more colleges you could have like <laughs> failed out of a bunch of stuff and uh yeah gone back when you were way too old to be there. Did you live in a dorm at ASU? No, no. See, I mean, I feel like that's fine. Yeah. If, if you're living off campus. No, I mean, as long as you're not like the guy that's there buying everybody beer, then it's, it's not creepy. Right. You can still sleep with them. <laughs> because you have gotten them drunk. No. 
No, you haven't. You explicitly haven't. Oh, I see. Well, as long as you're not that guy. Yeah, that's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, oh, sorry. That's what I'm saying. If you are the guy that sit, goes in and buys everybody in the dorm beer, then you're not allowed to sleep with them anymore, which is why it's critical that you don't be that guy. Oh, wow. Okay. So that when a target of opportunity presents itself. As long as somebody else bought them the beer that they got yeah, drunk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I see. That's what you call a fall guy. Huh. <laughs> well, in the spring semester, you call him a spring the guy. fall oh. guy. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. We were talking about Airwolf earlier, and I was trying to remember what that other show was. <laughs> and it was the fall guy. Was that about like a stuntman who solved yeah, crimes? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. By like just constantly faking his own death? I guess, yeah. I barely remember it. I would, just remember we used to watch it at home. He would use that trick to get wheeled into v- villainous morgues, <laughs> and then he would crawl out of the drawer and solve the crime. Mm-hmm. Usually villains, like criminals, keep their own morgues, right? Uh, you have to. You can't send them to the city morgue. That'd be suspicious. I feel like real criminals send the, send the people back in time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It, it is really going to suck when that starts happening. Well, I mean, it's really going to suck, you know. <laughs> It's going to start happening in the far, far future, but like when people start sending their garbage back in time and we're just sitting here and it's like just fucking trash just rains down. You don't think that already happens? It could be. I mean, maybe that, maybe all this smog that we're like, whoa, what? We outlawed cars and there's still all this smog. And somebody said there, I'm going to unoutlaw cars in 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) You can't send your garbage back in time because that doubles your garbage. It'll still be there when it comes back around to you. Well, not if you live on the moon. You could send your garbage into the future. Because by the time that it gets there, they can send it further into the future. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe that's already happening and we just don't recognize it's all caveman garbage. So to us, it's just like, oh, where where'd all these rocks come from? <laughs> it was actually garbage wow. that cavemen sent forward in time. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, there's no such thing as mountains. That's just piles of cave garbage. <laughs> Okay. And everything was from the Stone Age. You know? Right. Yeah, they're just like Stone Age landfills. Well, man, now I want to like live for another couple thousand years so that we can get to the like Iron Age where we just have metal mountains everywhere. Ooh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Google will figure that out for you. Yeah. You go far enough forward, all the Information Age garbage is still right. laying around. Yes. Those bits scattered yeah, everywhere. Can't go, can't go anywhere without seeing some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played any video games, Riff? I played, I played a couple things. Let me look. I played, um, there's a new DLC for Surgeon Simulator 2013. So I went back and played some of that. Isn't it an ARG? But, uh, there's also an ARG. So the, I was not able to actually get to the, the new stuff in Surgeon Simulator because I'm not far enough along in the regular gameplay i have not yet successfully transplanted a kidneys the arg uh, kidneys the arg yes, is a pair of kidneys solved right did they i don't know i saw a posting on reddit that was i mean spoiler alert it was a surgeon simulator operating on an alien hmm. um and it was like replace the gobble tube or something <laughs> like that the gobble grenade replace the gobble grenade yeah uh and the the post was titled we solved the arg and oh, okay. unlocked this that's cool. Uh, so I guess it's uh, it's probably not. It's probably something that you could probably solve on your own then, because that sounds pretty quick. Do all but, args resolve to aliens? Is that is that just what, <laughs> how this maybe. works? Yeah, it's alien but, reality game. Okay, so the in in Alien's Surgeon Simulator, game, once you've done the 
brain transplant, you then unlock the levels where you're doing the heart, kidneys, and brain transplant in a moving ambulance. <laughs> and then once you unlock that, there was a secret level, which was doing the heart transplant in zero gravity. Okay. And so the DLC expanded that to uh, kidney replacements and brain surgery in zero gravity. And so I guess the, the ARG linked off of that because there's some stuff that you can find after you've done all of that that like gives you a telephone number that you can type in to the phone on the desk in the main menu and get a new videotape that gives you some hints and and then there's something you can do by getting sucked out of the airlock in the zero gravity missions and yeah huh so but I, uh i played like you know two minutes of of the maybe the demo or whatever mm -hmm. and like it was amusing but it, it just seemed more like a joke than an actual game it's uh yeah, I don't know. I, I, it, it's a, I mean, it can be both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. I mean, but, I mean I have it, you had fun playing it? Is it, yeah, is it, it's interesting. Like, can you approach it from a sort of goal oriented? Oh, sure. I mean, just the, I, I still have not managed to complete the friggin' kidney operation. <laughs> the zero G. But you have completed the no, other No, I haven't. Ones. I, I've, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on the second operation, the, the straight up regular kidney operation. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, you I, haven't gotten to the ambulance or zero G. No, uh, I haven't gotten even to the, the regular brain when surgery. When I, when I tried to do, I think it was a heart. I think the heart was the, the demo mm -hmm. level or whatever. And I don't know if I was successful or not, but all I did was just cut all the ribs off yeah. to get the heart in there. Or no, I tried to find the heart and I couldn't because I like, you right, would, not, you would it, knock yeah. the cooler off, off the desk yeah, or something yeah. right away or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. The heart is, is fairly easy. You just need to get the ribs and lungs out of there and take the heart out and dump the other heart in there. And yeah, you win. <laughs> okay. But the, the, uh, for the kidney transplant, the, the intestines are, are more fiddly to get rid of. <laughs> Huh. And I've I haven't managed to do it in time yet. Was it life and death? Was that the like? It's really old surgery simulation. Yeah. Surgery simulator, like from the eighties, right? Like it was. Yeah. Started out with a frog dissection, and it was all gross CGA graphics. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was that was tricky. There were there were a lot of steps to uh, keeping people alive. Hmm. You had to like inject them with lidocaine or atropine or something like that if their heart started going slow or fast or something what's atropine i i might be making that up these are i'm trying to remember stuff from i think like that's when a I real word i don't, I don't know what 14 it is. or something uh it's some sort of drug <laughs> cool um you have to give her the adrenaline shot you right stab her three yeah. times yeah so uh, and i also played a game which i think we all played actually the uh, terry kavanaugh's new uh Naya's Quest. I played that long enough to say, fuck that game. Yeah, me too. It's, and I knew that I was going to hate it because it is a, it's like, it's a clever idea. You mm -hmm. take this thing that makes it so no one should ever fucking use that perspective in a video <laughs> game. And then you're like, oh, let's just make that problem the central conceit yeah. of the video game so that, so that it's just terrible. Isometric. The yeah. isometric view problem. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to move around on an isometric grid with up and down arrow keys. I f just find it. I mean, that on, was, on that was map, not the hard part. Oh, well, that it was for me. <laughs> I mean, okay. It, it, it was half of the hard part, you know, because the, the other thing is also so hard. So But this doesn't help. I mean, because when you've got like an isometric grid on something like like Fallout or, or a tactical game or something like that. I'm okay with that because you can 
you can deal with like scribbling around a little bit. It doesn't it's, matter so much. It's but not in a, a game 3D where three D space yeah, as much. Yeah, I mean, and in, in a game where any given step could kill you if you push the wrong thing. It, it makes it much, much worse, and I just could not play it. And then the fact that it's a platformer where you can't trust the platforms, you, well, you, I just found murderous. I mean, also in a Fallout game, you're using the mouse, right? Like, you're not yeah. directly controlling the Yeah, fall, actually, uh, and also Fallout was hexes, so that wasn't a good example, but you know what I mean. I thought it was, I thought it was really clever and neat and worth playing i think you have some spatial skills that riff and i don't have and so it made it yeah. it made it so you were able to sort of comprehend and deal with the thing that makes the game interesting like i don't think that it's a bad game because i okay. don't you know no, no i don't I just i don't think that terry cavanaugh can make a bad game that's <laughs> probably fucking not true but um uh, yeah it just I, like i knew i was gonna hate it i wanted to just make sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, if Man, it, it, somebody needs to. Does anybody make a joypad that's an X instead of a by, plus? Yeah, offset by forty-five degrees or whatever. Oh, well, I've just invented one. What you do is you take your keyboard, <laughs> you rotate, rotate it forty-five, 45 degrees. degrees. I I kind of tried that. It didn't really help. Um, uh, the so I'm guessing you guys didn't get to any of the really convoluted mechanics that no. it. Happens. I got to the first actual level. Okay. And then quit. Yeah, me huh. too. First, okay. first or second. Yep. The the me- the mechanism for when you die is pretty interesting. It just takes you back to the previous level, so you have to beat that one again. Oh, yeah. That sounds pretty bad. <laughs> you guys. I thought that was clever. Mm-hmm. So it's like there is a there is a real cost to screwing up, but it's not that big a deal. Because in so, theory, you have figured out how to beat the previous level, so you just do that again. And can then... you beat them without any trial and error deaths? Because it gives you that scanner, that cross-section yes. scanner thing, which are the levels designed such that you can use that to gather information I, and beat it without I ever I regularly dying? would get through a level without dying, um, but sometimes I would not understand what I was supposed to do. Sometimes like, you know, being on a platform that you can either walk off of or jump off of and not, not really having a full understanding of which way to go. And then I I just make a bunch of dumb mistakes a lot of the time. Um, Sometimes it's hard to get a full survey of the space in advance and you have to like explore it by, by going someplace and then realizing that you've got to gotten to a dead end where you have to jump off, kill yourself. Um, but it it seemed relatively fair, and then the it, once you beat through the whole game, then it unlocks the new game plus version, which is the same levels but with more convoluted mechanics going on. It's like the visual equivalent of an unreliable narrator. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, kind of. I mean, th- there is the all the information you need is there. It's just hard to suss out sometimes. There were like there were levels where instead of the the X-ray thing giving you just a cross-sectional view, it gives you it like rotates the world, and so you have to figure out all the information just from being just from being able to rotate everything around. Huh. Hmm. Um, there were a couple other there were a couple of other uh, different ways that it gave you information. Um, yeah, I I liked it a lot actually. I thought it was very clever and that seems and like your kind of thing. Yeah, sure. Seemed, I mean, it seemed clever. I wanted to 
like it, but I would have to be able to play it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, speaking of which, we also played a bunch of Ironclad Tactics. Yeah. I also, I also like Ironclad Yeah, I, um, I heard you shouting about Ironclad man, Tactics a little I, bit. Yeah. Man, am I bad at that game and games like it. I don't know what the fuck. What so, sort of thing is it? So it is a tactical card game. Um, it's it's it's, it's real, a combination it's, of yeah, it's like a combination of turn based and real time and deck building. Um, mm. Yeah, you have you have these moves that are like putting put a dude in a lane, put a dude on a gun, put a gun on a dude. Put, yeah, okay, sorry, that's sure. Yeah, uh, put a hat put a hat on a gun. Yeah. <laughs> put a put a. Uh, you can move do some, a move a gun. Yeah, you can do some like tactical stuff to those people once they're in the battlefield. Um, and you can there's there's like this constant clock going around that it's like when the thing hits here, everybody moves. When the thing hits here, everybody shoots. When the thing hits here, everybody who's out of hit points dies. Huh. And then it and then and there's then like it, another gets another point. You get another action point. Yeah. Well, I think the action points are independent of the clock. Oh, are they? Yeah, because oh. you can sometimes get multiple action points within a single clock rotation. Hmm, interesting, and and that happens. The clock moves in real time. Yeah, yeah. Every time, huh. every time the clock goes around, you get a new card. Whether and so you have five cards available to you. If you haven't used it, one of them, then the the oldest one falls off the the table. Hmm. And you're trying to get dudes off the other side. Well, you're often trying to get your dudes off the other side of the screen to earn victory points. Yep. When you do that, it gives the opponent an influx of action points to react okay. with. Yeah. But I just I don't know, man. I when I play this game, I just like it feels to me like the first time you make the wrong move, you are like so I've spent all of my action points to put this dude out here. This dude got killed without killing any other dudes, so I am it's just over. The game is over. Mm-hmm. Like I am already at at a 15 action point material disadvantage and I have zero action points. So like it's just over. And I don't like I was that, like that feeling is is I can understand the emotional state of that feeling, but it is not accurate. You can you can usually come back from making one yeah. or two mistakes. Well, so one like time that. I played, and I just had Kevin tell me what to do, and then I won. But I'm like, I don't didn't learn anything <laughs> from that. I, like, wh- we played. There's so it has a co-op version where you can where you two people can play on the same team versus the the story missions or whatever. Which was I thought that was pretty fun actually. Something we should have actually tried the experiment where I I. At the point at which it was pretty clear that you had an unassailable advantage, swap computers, computers and see if you would still manage to beat me even with an unassailable disadvantage. Yeah. Man, I'm bad at that game. Man, I'm bad at that game. Yeah, so there's a deck building aspect (laughs) to it because each time, you know, basically you unlock cards by playing the game and then you can put those cards in your deck and you can complete sort of these optional challenges to get basically more copies of cards you can have up to four copies of a particular card and then every card has like a sort of mini achievement that unlocks potentially that unlocks a different card that is like a not even not not even necessarily improved but just a you know like this is a version of this card that like does more damage but costs more or Hmm. does you know there's a variant on the gun that does twice as much damage but only fires every other turn and stuff like just weird weird things like this, like all games that that guy makes, and this is Zach. What's his last name? I forget. His first name is Zach because he's a yep. cool dude. Right. Um, <laughs> what else but, has he made? Space, uh, Space Cam. Cam and oh, uh, okay. Space Cam and then the Bureau of Alchemical Engineering. And so this game is the Codex. What was that Codex? Codex one? of Alchemical. The Codex of Al- so that the Bureau of Steam Engineering was the Maybe. 
the one with the weird the robots the like Civil War robots that you had to there's a theme it was where, oh yeah where you know you'd hook up there were different outputs and different inputs and different like gates and you'd have you'd you know hook up the duck actuator and then hook up the fire the gun actuator huh. at different times against different opponents. Hmm. This, um, this was like a, a huge step up. So if you, if you remember Space Kim, like I yeah. feel like that is a game that has a tremendous like mechanical strength to it, uh, but the presentation was kind of mm-hmm. rough. Right. The presentation was very minimal. I don't yeah, know that. Minimalist. I mean, I guess the stuff in between levels wasn't necessarily no, like. Well, but like the, the narrative stuff was was you know relatively straightforward or whatnot. But like the but actually com, com, like building the molecules and stuff was everything was functional and you you know once you knew what it was doing it made sense. But the interface was not welcoming. Right and and Ironclad Tactics is like a game where it's like using yeah, the like inter- hard like, metaphor and everything. This is like, seems like a super fun, accessible thing, but then once you start playing it, you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, and it, it's, it's like it's like you woke up. It's like it's like you woke up well. in an episode of The Twilight Zone where you're retarded. Like, and it turns out you're retarded. Like, you just haven't known until this day. <laughs> it is like it has never been incumbent upon anybody to point it out to you until until this guy Zach it, makes video games that you're like. Fuck! You, I, I think am you need too to be okay to, to lose like lose once or twice because it it like it is a little overwhelming when it first because it just it starts going and then like stuff just starts happening. If you don't do anything, you're just gonna get over like lose yeah. and get overwhelmed. Last night after finishing the New York Times crossword puzzle, I opened a uh, uh, cryptic crossword and had exactly that feeling because I couldn't <laughs> figure out a single fucking one of them. Yeah. Do they have cryptic crosswords in the in the New York Times app? No, it's oh. uh, I have another app. Um, I will look up what it is, but it's uh, it's like a library of puzzle books. Maybe oh, one of our listeners. A this knows is a game this. that I have not yet downloaded. Have you have you tried Pixel This? It's like a it's like a new Pizzazz pick, pick cross. Is, pick yeah, cross yeah. I, so somebody somebody on our Twitter feed posted that they had made that, and I I I downloaded it and I played with it a little bit, but I didn't buy anything because they don't have anything bigger than ten by ten, and I feel oh, like uh, ten by ten pick crosses are. But it's in yeah. color, right? Or is it? No, it's uh, not. Yeah, that's the. Okay. It it colors the pictures once you're done with oh, them, like okay. as a reward. I thought. I thought. I looked at it and I was like, I thought that that was maybe how yeah. it was. Because mm. color pick crosses are much harder. Yeah. No. Yeah. They get, that's yeah. those. Are, those like a ten by ten color one is probably too hard for me to solve, right? But mm. but yeah, like I, I I like a like a fifteen by fifteen or a twenty by twenty pick cross because yeah. it's actually like takes some time, which I've really only ever done those on the. IPad. On the iPad because it's any sort of presentation where you have to like zoom in on the quadrants of it or whatever, it just mm-hmm. like fucks it up. Like I just yeah. I'm not gonna, right? Not gonna deal with that. But yeah, it you know. So I so, did. I I downloaded it this morning before I even got out of bed, and uh, then was kind of like, eh. Okay. They should port Picross 3D to the iPad. Oh, boy, did I not like that game. Really? Yeah, oh, I was so I excited. Was I was amazing. so excited about it. I like bought. I think I bought like a used copy of it. Uh, like because you couldn't get it anywhere, and then uh, and then I started playing it. And I was like, Ugh, "This is terrible." Oh, I played the shit out of it. I feel like I think I played it on somebody else's somebody else's copy of it. And Emily spent it. one Comic Con playing all the way through my copy of it. This is apparently a thing that she got into. It's it's pretty addicting. Yeah. It's like uh, I couldn't get around the presentation, like that having to having to like go through a slice of it at a time. Like I just lost, I just didn't have the ability I mean, that's to the actually. That's the same thing visualize. as Naya's quest, right? Yeah, yeah. 
basically. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I just have fucking zero spatial skills. It's why it's frustrating for you to watch me or Riff play Fallout 3, because we will go into a cave <laughs> right. that has three terminals to explore. We yeah. will explore the first one, do a 360, explore the first one again, <laughs> and then in trying to get out accidentally explore the second one and then somebody will tell us where the exit is. <laughs> We're like, well, I've comprehensively explored that cave. <laughs> yep. Um, what else do you plan? I played, uh, oh, I, this, the, today I played a couple of hours of Eldritch. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty good. It uh, came out, the beta, the beta access whatever started today if you pre-ordered it on the Humble Store. Maybe you can buy it now and play it, but it's pretty cool. It, um, moving around, it's like Minecraft, except you can mantle on a, on a mm. thing that's two blocks high. So okay. that really, that increases that, your, yeah, increases your mobility a, a great lot. deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, are they design levels or are they the procedurally generated? They're procedurally right? generated levels. Yeah. Okay. There's, there, I think they're, there are designed rooms and then they're connected. Okay. It, you know, they're connected scheme wise. And it's, it's kind of binding of Isaacy in, in the sense of like, it will generate a level with some locked doors and some, well, let's, let's start at the beginning. Okay. So you, you start the game and you're just in this library that is also either random or, or, you know, it's, it's weird. It's big and labyrinthine and there's lots of different, there are a lot of different copies of four books in okay. it, which was a little disappointing. You can. Um, maybe that's not how it's going to be in the end. Like, maybe yeah. there's... That sounds like a thing probably he'd put in late in the beta. Yeah. Be, yeah. Um, and there is there is an exit door that you can't open with three pedestals uh, surrounding it. And then there is a book with some floaty particle effects on it. When you click on that book, you are transported into a generated level, which is, it is a series of three cubicle levels with an exit on the bottom that takes you to the next one. And then the bottom of the third one is like a sort of a ziggurat with an orb on top of it that you collect that orb. And then there's a book that takes you back to the library. And then that orb goes on one of the pedestals. And then I guess you said if you bring all three orbs back, you just get a fourth level. You do. That's like escaping from the library. Or but whatever. it's going up instead of down, mm. which is more, more which is way tricky. harder. Yeah. yeah, because you can sort of rush. You can rush through and get the first orb real fast because the enemies in there aren't a real threat. Once you've gotten the first orb once, it unlocks the second level in perpetuity. Um, it's like it's permadeath, but you can put money. You can bank money in mm -hmm. a chest if you want to. You're in, you don't have an inventory. You just have like three equipment slots and then two like weapon slots sort of. So you can hold two weapons at once. Dynamite, which is a big thing that's that's really handy for getting around because it just blows up a huge chunk of the terrain. Um takes up one of your weapon slots. So you normally will run around with like a knife and a gun because then you can kill stuff with the knife unless you get in a bind. But once you pick up dynamite, it's like you either have to get rid of your gun or you have to pick up the dynamite and then sneak around and hope you don't have to mm. fight anything because you don't want to waste bullets on it. Can you do items have persistence in the world? Like, can you drop the gun and pick up the dynamite and then come back for the gun? I believe that you can. Yeah, you can with a you knife, don't go certainly. Down, down a little yeah, right? yeah, maybe as long as you don't leave, yeah. Um, yeah, but then there's just, you know, there's just monsters running around. And uh, when you kill one, it respawns somewhere else in the level. Oh. So you can kind of huh. farm indefinitely. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. It seems to have... Like, there seem to be some secret things going on. It's It's got a mechanic that I actually wanted to talk to you guys about because I think that this is 
This is really interesting in theory, and I don't think that I actually like it in practice as a player. Mm -hmm. You have an equipment slot in which you can hold these glyphs, which are sort of power-ups. There's one that is like, like it's got a clover on it, and it just makes enemies drop more loot. Like the things that drop bullets drop more bullets. The things that drop money drop more money. Um, there are shops for you to spend money on. So then there's the, the there's like one that makes your attacks more powerful and also lets your bullets destroy blocks of the terrain, which is super interesting from a like a traversal standpoint. There is at least one more that I don't remember what it is. But then there's also that slot you get a compass in that slot which annotates the map. Hmm. And so it is this trade-off between information and power. Yep. That interesting. That it sounds really interesting, but I don't actually think that it is fun. Why? Because you would always rather have the compass there. Yeah. Yeah. I would always rather have the information because the ability to be powerful is less important than like knowing where the fuck to go. Because the goal is not beat up all the dudes in the game and be a badass the goal is get to but couldn't you a place you could also just by exploring find everything you need to, to get to you don't have to have a compass to well to you find the could but then you would have to remember where all of the stuff is in a in a complicated 3d space the levels are cubes which are like they're generated they're generated and the paths between them are generated four by four by four rooms sort of with exits that and they they, they definitely have like each of the individual chunks of it have like set structures that will exist in them. You know, the the rooms are generated, and then the connections between them are. Are, are they cubes or are they like big long rectangles? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe they're maybe they're not as tall as they are, because that would make them be more like you're inside a book. If if that's a thing, I don't know. Like they're pages. No, not that they're pages, but like. I'm pretty sure it's. I guess that's. I guess there's three levels of four by four, so it is rectangular, okay. um, and not cubical. But rectangle isn't the right word. A rectangular prism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. An irregular cube. Okay. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just frustrates me. It's like I I want I want to know because one of the things that the compass does is it tells you which rooms are connected up and down to other rooms and you can't see that without the so even exploring is tricky without the compass because you don't you can only see some of the connections between the rooms on the map i see um and yeah i don't know i was trying to think if there were any other games that i was aware of that i mean i guess like the games where you actually have to like look at the map in the real world and it doesn't pause when you're doing it is kind of like that minecraft right yeah yeah just hold far cry 2 and i think that sucks like I, that's just it's it's like just unfriendly to the player and it frustrates me but you know i don't know i mean maybe maybe it's uh, knowledge is power it it would be like if you know you the only way that you could find the map annotations in the Binding of Isaac was if you had a particular item in your power-up slot and you just right. didn't get to use a power-up if mm -hmm. you wanted to know where anything was. And I think that would just be fundamentally dissatisfying. 
You really hate the, are they labyrinth levels where you don't get to see? Oh, God, yeah. No, in, fuck in that. In Binding of Isaac? Yeah. So if you don't get a mini-map, you're like, fuck this. Yeah. You're never going to voluntarily do that challenge run. Yeah, never going to, I'm never, like, I'm just not, I am, I am so past the point in my life where I'm going to draw a map of a thing, especially if the thing is fucking randomly generated and it's not, like, the map is going to be of no use to me once I find the exit. Hmm. You know, sure. Yeah, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like, Permanent. I, I mean, even like, I don't know that that's what put me off of Etrian Odyssey. I think what put me off of Etrian Odyssey was getting down to level two, just getting my shit yeah. handed to me by <laughs> the first monsters down there and then realizing, oh, you need to spend like nine hours grinding yeah. on the first level. That was sort of where I gave up on that. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's it, it's an interesting decision. I don't know if I think it's a fun one. From my perspective, at least. And I th- and it's partially because the compass, I think, is way more valuable to me than it would be to most people making that choice. And maybe that's maybe that itself is an interesting thing to have happening in this game. But like it's a single player game. So things being interesting across a population is less of a thing. I mean, could you is it a thing where you could equip the compass for a little while, drop it? Go back, pick up the glyph. Uh, that would be such a pain in the ass. And plus, if I didn't have the compass, I would never be able to find my way back to where I dropped the compass. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It could be like an EverQuest bard where you could keep, just figure out some sequence of keystrokes that would allow you to move forward while continuing to just pick up the compass in front of you and pick up the glyph in front <laughs> of you until you stop and fight stuff. Because bards, I don't know if this was supposed to be like this or not, but bards had a like an aura, sort of that they would buff other people with, but there was a, they didn't stop immediately after you switched to a new one. So by rotating really fast between two songs, you could have the effects of two songs up or maybe even more than two. I don't know. It seemed real lame and it seemed like it wasn't any fun to do. And it seems like it was one of those things where they, people figured out that you could do it. People started doing it all the time. So then they started balancing encounters around it rather than fixing it. And so it just, wow. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Some some EverQuest person will correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, hey, speaking of uh, speaking of correcting me if I'm wrong, I was wondering uh, earlier if any of our listeners know if there is any such thing as like a cryptic crossword primer that mm. like yeah, like all an the easy cryptic crossword, yeah. or like a tutorial, like a book that is just a cryptic crosswords tutorial. Because I've seen like every cryptic cross- crosswords book has here's how you solve them, and here's the different types of clues, and maybe they'll have like one simplified puzzle. But you just have to do a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, like, but if you can't, but you have do, to. Yeah, but some, you can't some do clues the are first one easier then. than others. And you well, just, that's the thing. We need a book of the easiest ones to start with. That's what I'm asking for. Is Something a cryptic crossword for babies, like a cryptic crossword that's meant to be solvable by like a, like a like somebody who's way smarter than me, but is also like six. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So but you've gotten better at crosswords by doing a bunch of crosswords, right? Maybe. And I don't you don't. Know. I you didn't. Don't... I didn't know that Manx was a type of cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also played. Uh, a another roguelike by uh, the same same guy that did um, that did bump that goes by Robot Acid. It's uh, oh yeah, Aaron Steed. Um, 
It's called ending. Oh, ending, not es- yeah, not escaping. I think that's right. Uh, and it's a two D world. Uh, it's not like the. Uh, did you play Bump at all? Uh-oh. So it was that was like it, that was two D, but it had gravity, so it was like a side scroller kind of thing. Oh, okay. I remember. I played a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, and that you know that was just procedurally generated world, turn based, with interesting physics stuff going on, and just trying to get the highest score you could in before time ran out. Uh, this one has two different modes. It starts out in sort of a puzzle mode, which is kind of a, just a tutorial for the what I consider the real mode of the game, which is the same sort of interactions and enemies that you had in the, the puzzle levels, but then just in a randomly generated sort of roguelike. Um, and the way that that works is there's these like square rooms, maybe... 15 by 15-ish, 20 by 20-ish, something like that. And you are moving around in them. And there's a bunch of different exits, but one of them has a number on it. And you go to that one, and then the next one, like and I think the first number is 8, and then it goes 7 and 6. And you're just getting f- deeper and deeper into the the, the dungeon or whatever um, and trying to survive while you do that. I don't, And I got to places where there were rooms labeled E, which I thought was the exit or whatever, but nothing ever happened when I went through one of them, so I don't know. E for empty? Yeah. I mean, it like it could just continue to play more of the game. Like an E when you do something wrong on a calculator? Right, right. Um, and it's really neat. It is, it is... You just play it on the web, right? Or do you have to... Yes. I think I played it on the web. Uh, it is... Uh, it's pretty. It's very, it's very minimalist. Yeah, very minimalist. It's, it... I, I can see how Bump is sort of an influence because you encounter sort of bricks and enemies and stuff like that, and you just run into them to destroy them in, this, in sort of this, even the same, maybe the sound, same sound effects that Bump had. Um, but, and there's also like the notion of like polarity, I guess, where there's a monster that follows you, but it's one square away. So if you get, if you walk into that square, it'll, it'll hit you on its turn and kill you. So you have to figure out how to mm. make a turn pass so that. So can you bash against a wall to just make time pass? You can't. Well, some, some stuff, but in most cases you need to actively destroy something. Yeah. It's really, it's really neat. It's definitely worth checking out if you are excited at all about, uh, puzzles and or roguelikes or puzzle roguelikes in particular kevin yes has anything happened recently that struck your fancy as a thing you might like to talk about (laughs) Uh, well this week um valve announced a couple of things and then they're going to announce something else that we don't know what it is yet before this episode comes out Ah. I am guessing it is a new way of eating beans. Okay. Okay. Sure. What's your prediction, Riff? Zero plus zero, I could see that. Beans. Yeah, each uh, one of those zeros is a bean. Yeah. So you only get to eat two beans, and then the... Okay, and the plus is like the fork, but the tines are going out to the sides, right? So you've got a bean on either one of those tines. Yeah, like I said, it's a new way to eat beans. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. What do you think the zero plus zero means? Well, I, I had a bunch of theories. It could be it could be uh, steam goggles, uh, mm-hmm. so like the headwear to compete with Google Glass. It could be uh, steam bicycles, um, like a steam powered bicycle. Steam powered yeah. bicycles. Yeah. yeah, seems like a terrible idea. 
But for the girls in their summer dresses no, would scorch their calves. While you were riding your bike, you are earning Steam trading cards. Okay. Oh man, I made four dollars <laughs> off of Ironclad oh, Tactics. That's a lot of money. I know. I fucking sold a Steam trading card for like four dollars. I got three fifty out of it. Nice. I need about three fifty. So you get your Steam trading card to put in your spokes of your yep. Steam bicycle. Exactly. Yep. Uh, so they announced Steam OS, which is pretty interesting. It is Steamos. Oh, I thought it was a cereal called yeah. Steamos. Yep. Uh, so you, it's just Cheerios, but with steamed milk. <laughs> it is going to be a free distribution of Linux that is optimized for games, and that clearly Steam will run in, and they will support it in the sort of the video and sound drivers and stuff for being able to play games in Linux. It seems like Gabe Newell like just was really disgusted with the direction that Microsoft went with Windows Eight. Yeah, um, and he's like, well we'll just do our own thing. We'll just make our own OS, <laughs> you know? And so it's apparently like a, a, like a flavor of Ubuntu Linux that they've sort of skinned on. Um, and so coupled with that is they're announced, they're announced that they're doing steam machines, which are going to be some sort of as yet unspecified, uh, box for the living room hmm. um multiple which, boxes apparently because multiple manufacturers well th- so no, this is steam is going to make their own okay. or valve is going to make their own box and it, but it, it's it's an open hardware spec so other manufacturers can come in and do gotcha. th- what whatever they want do a cheaper shittier version well they could yeah. do cheaper versions they could do faster Fewer versions wh- whatever mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. um but their their box is the thing that it does so it plays games lets you play games on your living room you know tv mm-hmm. um works with a controller instead of needing a mouse and a keyboard that's their whole big picture thing right um but the other thing that it does which is kind of interesting is that it just it will also serve as like uh, a hub to stream right. games from your pc so that since there will be almost no games that there's like 200 run games. Yeah. There's like 200 games right now that run on. So it could be because Linux. at the beginning, yeah, it's it's depending on games having a Linux port that right. that to make up for that, they're letting you stream from your other box. But I don't know. I mean, maybe once they get a ton of games, other games converted into Linux, I'll be about that. But where I'm at now, I would rather play the Mac or Windows version at my desk. Yeah, my read on this is that this is very much not for me. Yeah. It's it's interesting, right? Like if what if computing suddenly got to the point where it was easier to do computing on a big screen in the living room, I could I could see having little fold away desk and doing all my work in the living room with a giant screen hmm. instead of on my computer maybe. I, I yeah, I guess I could see having little little wing desk that folds up to the side of the couch like those school desks yeah. do that'd i mean it'd be, be kind of interesting it's so hard i mean so much of my work involves reading stuff and it is just so hard for me to imagine reading at, at any sustained oh yeah i couldn't amount of time couldn't do work on a tv screen why? yeah i mean that's why do you say the games would be well fun. because it's i it just seems like it would be crazy uncomfortable to just read at that distance what okay I mean, have have you ever tried to read anything? I, I haven't, but I've also never tried to read wearing swimming goggles because I'm just pretty sure that that would diminish my experience of reading. Right? Like, I don't I don't know why. Like, the screen is larger, 
Right, like I read books on my phone. Yeah, it's but a tiny it's, screen. But it's, it's larger and crazy lower resolution. Like, well, it doesn't have to be. I mean, no, but it is. HD TVs are like 1080. It, like, right, and then for, and then the 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 newer TVs that are coming out are 4,000 pixel resolution. Well, sure, but that right. does, that's not a thing yet. And okay, I mean, it's just a matter of time before. Like, like this is all very forward thinking, right? Like that's, that's what I think. Yeah, no, I guess that's probably true, but I just, I, what I, I don't imagine a case where I ever am like, wow, I wish that I didn't have a desk. You know, I wish my keyboard was just on my lap and my mouse was falling into the, the, you know, cracks in the couch cushions. And I wish my monitor was way further away. Like I sit at a desktop computer and I work and the monitor absolutely dominates my field of view. Right. And I am immersed in the work that I do, and that's fine, right? That just works. Monitors and I just don't want dominating your. Yeah, like it's so hard for me to imagine. Yeah, sure. And when I'm here, three monitors dominate my view. <clears throat> you, I've gotten used to working with a single monitor, though, because we have some so less, some so limited space in San Francisco. Right. Make room, make room. Gonna start eating us if we get too many monitors. See, Make Room, Make Room was the Harry Harrison short story that uh, Soylent Green was based on. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It's about uh, encouraging people to voluntarily commit suicide uh, to solve overcrowding, and then they made food. Huh. That's where the suicide booths yeah. were from. And Soylent Green is made of people. Mm-hmm. Charlton Heston learns that at the end, you damn dirty ape. Yeah. <laughs> I- I am just gonna sure. reserve judgment until. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just you know, this is it. this is this is just me like watching the world become less and less relevant to me, so that eventually I'm just like, all right, I guess I can just die. <laughs> like, stuff that people care about is becoming so divergent with the stuff that I care about. Here's a question: That do you want web pages to be extremely tall? with varying content as you scroll down or do you want them to be a single page that you click through for more content i think i want them to be very tall with yeah. all of the content that on is germane page. to whatever the thing is that i'm trying to look at on a single page yep. and nothing else on the page except maybe a single row of tasteful navigation controls i cannot decide what i don't know if i want more scrolling or if I want more horizontal. I mean, what I don't want is to have link. to look at the 900 fucking links to see which one is the one to go to the next page. Okay. You but, know, next to the 40 banner ads, they're tricking me into thinking that's right, the thing to click on to go to the next page. I'm, talk- like, I'm just talking about like a, a web page that isn't beholden to the crazy page view bullshit. I'm talking about something where there's, where they're trying to present some information. Do you, do you uh, want so, it to be a big long? Cause it seems like well, the so modern aesthetic is, is t- extremely tall web page that has some CSS or HTML5 sort of stuff where the background swaps as you scroll down and it becomes something else. So like it looks like it's multiple, like it has the aesthetic of multiple pages, even though you're just scrolling down on the same page. Uh, kind of what I want at a web page that has a really long document on it is I want frames where there's a frame on the left that lets you quickly navigate to different parts of the long thing that you're right. reading and then yeah. a frame on the right that scrolls independently. But, nah, you know, nope, that's that's horribly out of style. Right. Usability. Usability is, is no longer fashionable, guys. 
the user user controlled text size no longer fashionable accessibility accessibility for the visually impaired nope can't have that yeah i saw a, i saw like a magazine layout on a web page and i was like how can they expect all this text to work correctly if i'm somebody that likes to have all my font, you know my typefaces I have two sizes larger. I have started to see that addressed by adding text size controls in the CSS on the on the web page. I've seen that wow. in various places, and I don't know if it's because somebody complained. Like, it's fine if this is what you want the web to be, but I feel like maybe don't try to use technologies that are not designed for this for that. Make something new that works like you want it to. So that you're not trying to use this crazy, like, HTML is designed to be as portable across different viewing methods as possible, right? And supposedly CSS was the answer to this to make it so it's like, oh, you just put the text in a very abstracted format. You put the content of your web page in the abstract just in some text chunks. And then the layout can all be, you know, people can do whatever they want with the layout. But in practice, it just it's like, all right, so now we've got a web page that looks like shit in every browser except the one we were using when we made this. Unless we spend 10 times as much time and then maintain the fucking web page from now until the end of time as new browsers come out and implement different versions of these specs. Yep. How do we get to talking about this? Steambox. Great. Oh, yeah. 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 Just just you talking about things Not changing and me being like, well, here's something that I've noticed in terms of aesthetics and wondering whether you were similarly sort of interested in the way that things had been versus the way things are going. I absolutely fucking hate modern web pages. The 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 design aesthetic from the last like say ten years, where everything has just gotten noisier and noisier and noisier, and you yeah. just have to tune out more and more of what's on the screen in front of you if you want to actually pay attention to the content, and just the arms race of advertisers trying to convince you that their thing is the thing that you want to look at or click on, it's just it's fucking garbage. I do hate things that pop over. Like oh, you'll, God, something yeah. will load and something else loads on top of it that you have to click away. Blech. What about you, Riff? Anything? Uh, oh, you want uh, to talk about? well, there's news in the the console games and JRPGs uh, field where um, Atlas, who's the company that does the Persona and Shin Megami Tensei and Etrian Odyssey and and all of those, their parent company, which I did not think to write the name of down, um, went bankrupt because apparently Atlas was the only profitable thing they owned. And so Sega has bought Atlas. And so there's a lot of... So now they know how to get to a whole bunch of different places. Yeah. So so all all the JRPG fans are kind of freaking out because uh, Sega's track record for localizing their games to Western audiences is not very good. And so there's a lot of back and forth about, is this going to ruin Atlas or is this going to be good for Sega? Because Sega is apparently kind of on their last legs and, and doesn't have any good properties at the moment. Did Atlas publish Etrian Odyssey? Is yeah. that, that's their... Yeah, that's one of theirs. Do they also do the, like, Persona series? Uh-huh. Is that Persona and uh, Shin Megami Tensei. Hmm. 
and are you probably worried? some other stuff. As, as an enthusiastic consumer of that company's stuff, are you worried? Uh, I, I'll, I'll wait and see. I feel like there would be such an upset if they made Persona 5 and then didn't bring it over here. People would just flip their shit. I, oh, I you're saying they have a bad track record and they don't do it at all, not that they do a shitty job. Right, right. Okay. Right. You don't you don't think a fan version would be made or something? I I I think the outcry would be so bad that Sega would have to be run by by rubber room people to make that decision. Rubber room? Is that room. some racist term? People who heard? live in a rubber room. Mm. What about bubble boys? Sure. Okay. I'm not racist against bubble boys. Okay. I'm not racist against anything except news because I forgot how we decided the news segment was going to work from now on, so I got fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing except this assignment. The LA Game Space Experimental Game Pack number yeah, zero wow. one. Experiments. This was a good idea. I, yes. Yeah, I'm glad that we did sure. it. Yeah. 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 Um, it did not yield the same sort of uh, the, the the same sort of gems. I don't think as the you know when we did the seven day roguelike or like sure did the IF comp. Did we ever do the IF comp as an assignment? No question. Hmm. I don't think so. We should when yeah, it comes out again. It's a really that, good idea. That'll yeah. be interesting. Um, Although maybe we wait until it's already been judged and just do the and top. just play the top oh. ten or something. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, because there's a lot of chaff sometimes. That yeah. said, the chaff. Was some, some of the most interesting, interesting part of the seven day roguelike, right? Yeah. That stupid uh, road like was sure. great. <laughs> uh, you know, that wasn't even chaff. That was cream. That was the cream of wheat. Uh, so, yeah, I, I played all of them, I thought, but I think I, I might have actually missed a couple. The alphabet game that uh, yeah. Adam, Saltz, Adam Saltzman and the Katamari Damacy guy made. I thought it was pretty adorable. Yeah. The, I, the music I was... I couldn't open it. It crashed oh, when I tried really? to open it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it was great. I did not think it was all that much fun. Oh, I thought it was pretty fun. Really? Yeah. yeah. Boy, I just... I got... I couldn't... Uh, you couldn't jump? You can push most of the letters along. With, yeah, with the back with the couple back letters. letters. Yeah. So the way that this game worked was you... You so have you, a bunch of dudes on the screen that are letters. Yeah. And, and when you press that letter, they run. And then when you let go, go of the letter, they, they jump. That's the one part I didn't oh. like is the jumping was just just letting go. I mean, I, I realized that it had to be something like that because each – theoretically, you have 20 characters, 20 different letters on the screen. And, like, how are you going to control that? Make any well, individual one jump? Shift. You would shift and hit and, the – Well, then all of them would jump that, you're, that you are touching or whatever, right? Like – well, yeah. You if you hold down the keyboards. keys and hit shift, then everybody jumps. If you hit shift and hit a key individually, you know. Yeah. But if you just want one, if you if you have a bunch of guys running and you want jump, one person jumping on top of the pack, then... You can get a power-up that turns all of your letters into the letter that picked up the power-up yeah. for a few seconds, which means then you're controlling them all. Yep. And then, like the guy drinking out of the spittoon. And then that all letter piece. poops, and they all turn back. It's strange. What? <laughs> I'm not even making that up. The music... <laughs> was great. It's so fucking... It's so adorable. It's like this, like, remix of a, a kid and a like, probably a parent singing the alphabet song, <laughs> but, like, heavily chopped up and, like... Repetitive. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's really, really good. So this one... I mean, that one was, like, just full-on a game from beginning to end, and it was made by people who had made games yep. from beginning to end. Uh, you know, like... In this runner. Yeah. Which, you know, it's sort of like that. 
It's basically it's divided up into ten little races that you get timed scores for. It's it's really cool. Uh, the next one was Control, uh, which I wrote too goofy. Uh, Surgeon Simulator is one thing, but the arbitrary hand cramp moves in this game were arbitrary. I I wrote does not work. Oh, good. <laughs> I couldn't get any response from the keys. Were you maybe trying to run these on the microwave and not on your computer? Yeah, some of them ran, this also Some ran of for them me. did work. Yeah, it. I found it kind of obnoxious. Like I was able to get to level four or five, and it just seemed. I couldn't. It seemed willfully obtuse. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I didn't beat the Atari. If you stage. so, if you hold it, hold down the, the space or whatever the actuator button was, and one like up, left or right, you a different finger would stick out, and then that was the finger that you could use to actuate stuff. And you had to, because you, the, your time was so limited on the controllers, you had to like alternate fingers. Yeah, uh. and. It was not. It was not entirely clear where you were pressing with the individual fingers. You yeah, would, that you'd was... make errors a lot, which you could only make a certain number of. Errors I didn't even realize that failed. that's what was happening. I didn't realize yeah. that you were actually. I thought it was all of the fingers except one were no. being, were no. being activated. Somehow. No, like you were, and I thought, oh, I supposed to like maybe grab a joystick later, but no. is it all just pushing buttons? It's all just pushing buttons. Yeah, that's kind of dumb. Yep. Uh, Coureur de Bois. Talk about a diamond <laughs> in the rough. That thing was crazy. This is by far the best game <laughs> in the pack. I loved the aesthetic. Um, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't like. I, I like that kind of glitchy. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like a bees sort of kind like of game. Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah. some crystal meth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like electric wolves. So this is a game where you are. In a your 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 avatar is in a canoe. It's like top down. There's a stream, and there are two mountain lions, one on either side of the stream. And if you spend too much time close to one of them, one of them, it pounces on you in the canoe, and you die. Um, but they shoot lightning at you. Yeah, there's some sort of weird like line that indicates that you're too close. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought it was them shooting lasers at me out of your out of their That's eyes. What it seemed like yeah. I and then the screen seen... rotates uh, crazily, yeah. and yeah, your, your and controls the... are. Yeah, yeah your don't. controls are like paddle on the left, forward or backward, and paddle on the right, forward but they or backward. Didn't but they didn't seem to actually yeah. do the right things a lot of the time. Yeah, it was, it the was controls impossible to control. Awful. Yeah. Uh, the, some <clears> of <throat> these things, um, I started to be reminded a lot of the time by the sound in these games of times the years in my life that I was spending a lot of time around artists and just going and doing weird <laughs> art shit in weird broken down buildings and stuff and how there is there is a sound that someone will make <laughs> when they have some audio equipment and a little bit of expertise but no sort of willingness to self-edit. So So like the music for this is just all of the switches turned on at the same time and then me like hitting the hitting hitting the microphone with a child's xylophone or something right and it's like okay like you did that was a sound that was made just then yeah uh, so you played a bunch of depth i did um i uh, that one's that was one that i when i loaded it up and saw it i was like this looks really interesting i really want to play this could not play it because it it uh, it had some kind of malfunction where one of my 
it, it thought one of my keys was always held down, so I couldn't stand still. I was always drifting to one corner of the room. Did you get any of these so games to function? A like, few of them, yeah. <laughs> but you're, how, how did you have such a dr- drastically different experience of than this? you? I don't know. Than me, I have we were no both idea. On a Mac. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I got. I Are you level. running ten point eight? No, maybe that was it. Maybe yeah, see, his maybe his 10. stubborn unwillingness to upgrade is, is serving me well. Things to yeah. run. Um, I got to level ten out of fifteen on depth, and was at a point where I think I was I sort of knew what to do, but was having a really hard time actually getting it to work. Um, it it is it's a neat idea, like. And it gets progressively more Can involved. You explain how it actually works. Yes. So it is you are you are in a like a a space like a first person shooter. It's 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 a first person perspective game, um, and you can move around and jump. Um, there is there are these blue squares at the beginning of the game that if you shoot them with your cursor, um, they go from being sort of these small blocks suspended in the air to being as large or as small as they were from your perspective. But where, how does it determine where they end up? It just projects backwards until they would, until they hit a, until they hit a wall or the floor. Um, yeah. So, or like some object in, in space. So it like, so if you, if you get real close to one and it's taking up a lot of the frame and then you shoot it, it is now that big. If you like walk to the side, it's now been pushed against the back wall and is that large. And so it's like, like a bridge between things. Yeah. So like the very the very first puzzle is like you know push it against this wall, and so now you have something to jump on to get across this chasm, hmm. right? And so you do a couple of things with with that, which are interesting, and then they give you different color bricks, which start having different physical properties. Uh, there's like an orange brick, which is a bouncing brick. So if you jump on it, it you you jump much higher. Um, there is a green brick, which when you make it, uh, when you affix it somewhere, it, it it's affected by gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a red brick where when while you are standing on it, everything else that is affected by gravity is the gravity is reversed. Um, and so yeah, it was a bunch of s- super interesting mechanics. The level design was pretty pretty solid like a bunch of sort of puzzly stuff it was interesting figuring out how to do it and then actually making it happen was was also kind of challenging hmm. um but in the, in a good way i found the controls sort of floaty enough and the the like i gave up after a couple levels because i wanted to play as many of these as i could sure and i didn't have a ton of time but i i got tired of like well i missed this jump so now i have to start over making a series of jumps that are you know yeah not not having a a super solid sense of how far you could jump is frustrating and not like being able to see where you're going to land easily and that kind of thing um there are probably different definite ways that it could be improved interface wise but i i felt like it was 90% of the way there. Like it just needs the last 10% of like polish to be a, to be a real thing. You know, it made me appreciate like a portal for instance, Mm -hmm. where you don't ever feel like you're learning how to move around. They just design the levels such that in order to get through them, you start to learn how far you can jump and stuff like that. And you don't feel like you're failing until you work it out on your own. Right. And so yeah. there is probably some configuration of things that they could have asked me to do 
in this game that would have taught me how the movement worked without making me feel like I didn't understand how the movement worked. And then it would have been just about the puzzles, right. the way the portal is, as opposed to solve the puzzle and then try this execution, right. which you don't know if you're fucking it up or if it's impossible, if you're doing the wrong thing. That's interesting. I mean, I wonder if it being just sort of a, probably a homebrew unity thing versus sort of a having valves budget behind well it. just you know the, the source engine which you've played a bunch of other games in that, that yeah, all okay. do the same thing yeah. and I wonder if you can futz around with that equation well and also a game that you bought you know that it's probably done right so sure. it's like this is there's not I didn't go into these especially after Coureur de Bois <laughs> right. with any faith in the authors sure <laughs> You know, uh, the electric fortune teller. Um, yeah. I did my, not try that one. I, I looked at that. I mean, it's, oh, really? it's just an, a it. Ness yeah. ROM. Yeah. You put in your birthday and it. My uh, fortune was my horoscope oh, was written down. open your eyes to a mega hottie. You and your love should fall in love. Huh. Lucky number huh. is three. So hey, my lucky number was three. All right. Sweet. High I five. mean, you guys do have the same birthday. I mean, so. I have three, <laughs> uh, you know, it's technically impressive, but I don't know that that's really Technically, because because it was a wrong. Because somebody made a NES game. I mean, that's yeah. like I don't know how to do that. It was. I mean, it it was super simple even for a NES game. Yeah, and I don't I don't know that. I don't know how experimental. I think. It, it, I mean, what does it mean for a game to be experimental? I don't know. I mean, uh, for a film to be experimental, it needs to be in black and white. There needs <laughs> well, to be for like. Well, de Bois. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like yeah. wow, this is clearly. Uh, there needs uh, to be some water. There needs to be somebody saying something in French. Yeah. So yeah. fuck, I think yeah, yeah. yeah. de Bois is the only experimental one so far. I, I mean, I think <laughs> people messing around with different input ideas was definitely one way in which they were experimenting right like yeah messing around you know depth had something which is becoming sort of uh, explored more and more often which is just messing with like how the how a 3d world is presented to you two-dimensionally like yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. right and that's because like what is that what is that game where you're you're, jumping on the shadows or whatever you're create you're moving and then switching into the mode where you're a dude jumping, like there's there's different colored things oh. in the environment, and you're moving yeah, your guy around to, to make a platform level for the little dude to traverse. Yep. Yeah. I I could not. Re- I was going to compare it to that, but then I could not remember the name of that game. Then there's a game space space game. Oh, I, didn't I don't that one. understand. I think that was not available for Mac. Oh, okay. It it was awful. Like it it played like just a just a poorly executed late '80s pseudo platformer like would be on a pc huh. like when you know like even a sort of a like pre-commander keen like before oh, before geez. carmack figured out how to actually do Scrolling a platformer on the pc right right there that didn't stop people from making a bunch of real shitty yeah I, yeah i don't know i like maybe there was stuff going on in this game that i just didn't understand or whatever but it was just like all right this is just a this is just like a super unforgiving platformer. You get one hit point and then you start over if you lose. Wow. It was uh, like, I, I just didn't get it. Uh, did you, did you guys, uh, was there a Mac version of golden age moths? Uh, I believe there was, but I didn't play that. One. I did not play that. One. It was neat. It's just like a little, uh, it, it was the first one that I was like, this is a, like a very complete encapsulated composition. Like it's kind oh, of a, mm-hmm. it's just kind of an interactive motion comic. 
Um, okay. It was, it was a weird atmosphere. It was neat. You know, it's like you just click on some things and you move your mouse back and forth to make a guy swat glowing moths out of his face and they have particle effects. Okay. Uh, Gilded Youth. Did not play that one. Seriously? Wow. I, did, I only played like six or eight of them. Wow, you so. got, you're terrible at this. <laughs> Gilded Youth. You, go back and play Gilded Youth. Half it is of them fun. were only, only, about, only about half were available for Mac. Well, so Gilded Youth was, uh, it was a G-Blorb game, but it was implemented in HTML5. So okay. there, is, there is just a web page that you open up and play the game. It is... It's just a text adventure. It's a simple text adventure, but it's it's really cool. I okay. think you, I think that you guys okay. will really like it. Um, and now I can't even talk about it because I don't want to spoil stuff. Although the sound uh, the sound was done by Troy Morrissey, who I assume is the heir to <laughs> Steve Morrissey's legacy. <laughs> by the way, Morrissey's name is Steve. Okay. Um, inputting, uh, which is the thing that yep. did, was that made by somebody that you like? Or? Steve Swink. I mean, he's okay. local. Okay. Um, that was, that was I, pretty decent. I thought it was clever. My yeah. my problem with actually solving the puzzles was that I could never tell which way was down, mm. and so I couldn't really tell. The enemy's gate is always down. Sure. <laughs> uh, it, where... did, it did seem to have a lot of, like, where the surface would be angled in a way that you couldn't see, so the ball would would roll in unexpected ways. Yeah. Or yeah. have momentum that you wouldn't expect to exist. or I... I mean, I think that was there just to help you. It was always yeah, it was always yeah. in your favor. Yeah, when that happened, that um, was surprising. I thought it was I thought it was a pretty pretty neat game. I the the little robot narrator was. I feel like I wanted to read what he said, but half of the time it, I finished the level before he finished <laughs> his stuff, or I was too busy actually playing the level to to read what he was saying. Were you able to complete it? Yeah, I I got stuck on. The one where what you, the level select said was nineteen, but the screen said was eighteen. Right? Is that the one with the the you're bringing up the bars from the sides? No, it's the one where you've got the 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 white important ball, and then the green and blue S and D balls are rolling in front oh, of it. Oh yeah, that one was annoying. I couldn't even figure out how that was possible. You you jump the S ball a couple times to knock your ball off to the right you don't touch the blue ball you get you jump the blue ball over the platform so it lands right in front of the ramp and then your ball if you've done it right will slowly creep around the obstruction and then you can jump it over that's that's what i kind of suspected it was but it seemed like there's there's so much randomness randomness and imprecision in that that i didn't feel like i'd ever be able to pull that off it was yeah that one was probably the least satisfying of them yeah um, the last two, the last two or three levels, I guess the last two, if it's 20 levels or whatever, maybe there might've been more than 20, uh, were pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah. The level select screen, not matching up with what the level said was weird. <laughs> um, so there was irrational exuberance. Did you, it was, it was an Oculus Rift game and I didn't make any sense to me at all. I couldn't, oh, I couldn't figure okay. out what you that were supposed to be That explains something. Yeah. I was, I was able to play that one, which confirmed to me that my computer wasn't entirely broken because it was a first person game that I did not constantly drift towards one corner of the room. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was kind of odd. There were magic jelly beans on the ground that got excited when you got near them. <laughs> and the, I thought the flashlight was well implemented. But yeah, I couldn't figure out if there was anything to actually to do. Yeah, I couldn't either. The they You could start carrying those f- flickery things around and sort of splatter them on the rocks. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> so maybe it would make sense if we had an Oculus Rift. So then that IZLAGS, like, uh, I didn't get that what, my notes were super long loading time for some real stupid bullshit. <laughs> it was just like a, like a, like a ground height map with some textures on it. And you were, you were a crudely 3D modeled Dell desktop computer. And okay. your controls were like, thrust and then just like spawn a like a motionless copy of the Dell computer like it yeah weird super super long loading time I don't know what the fuck maybe it was ordering you a Dell computer (laughs) LA LA death disc was the next one which Mm -hmm. it was pretty polished it was a it, it was like a sort of super 80s um like California games kind of visual aesthetic, like everything was all neon. And then it was a, I didn't, there's like a little, you're in an arena and it's, it's a side scrolling thing. There's a little robot that floats around and uh, it'll drop a Frisbee. And then you go and you pick up the Frisbee and then it sets you into this mode where you're, you have a reticle that sort of uh, arcs around like fucking Yoshi's Island style. And you have to throw the Frisbee at somebody else to blow them up. But if you hold on to it for too long, it blows you up. Hmm. Or maybe you're trying to get it into like the, <laughs> into these goal post right. things on the other side of the screen. But it was, I mean, it's like, I couldn't play it because it was a, it was multiplayer only, oh. which seems to be a thing that keeps happening with video games, which is fine. Like, sure. it's way easier to make a multiplayer game that has no, oh, the, no single-player mode with AI. But um, t- did you play Myco Monocon? No. I, I, uh, I tried. I Man, <laughs> that thing. So it's... It's like kind of it's like a typing guitar hero, I guess. Okay. You've got like these three monkeys and a stream of A's falling down on the first monkey and B's on the second one and C's on the third one. And you're supposed to to hit that key when it when it hits the bar right above the monkey in, in time to the music. But the first problem is is that stage one is super fucking fast and hard. Yeah, and the the three things that you have to hit are A, a B, B, and C, C yeah, out which, of order. Yeah, which are Sick. all over the fucking place on the keyboard. Oh. Did you manage to beat the first level? No, because I could only get A to hit. I, I couldn't get B or C to ever <laughs> successfully go. So I did beat the first level, and then the second level is even more bullshit. So there are four columns five letters so it's s i o z and a and each letter is obscured by a little word in front of the letter so it's like what all right man i don't like it says there are like seven levels to this <laughs> but that was level two yeah wow like level one was like i i I wanted to try to beat it just to demonstrate whether it's like once you get in the rhythm of it, it's just the same pattern over and over again, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing that's not doesn't get okay. harder. It's not reactive, so you just get to the point where you can kind of automatize it, and then it, you have to do it for like two minutes <laughs> or something. <laughs> wow. then the second level is just like ludicrously difficult. So then, I'm, then I suddenly see that I also have uh, notes about a game called Moth in Relay. So maybe yeah. Golden Age Moths was, was something different. Moth and relay, relay was weird. It was like the like maximum glitch uh, dating sim, okay, or like visual novel kind of thing. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't 
Because, like, uh, it would have been interesting if if there's, like, a real story there, but it's been glitched out, and so you sort of have to piece together what's going on by playing over and over a few times, and then you figure out the story. Like, do you remember that um, Zach Parsons did a series on something awful that started out instructions for a fruit? Mm-mm. And then there was... Well, it was, like, these these really weird sort of... Not exactly dialogues, but the the first one was like you know instructions on how to use this fruit, and but it was written in this really strange stilted way, like it was being translated from an alien language or something. And then there were there are more of these in the series, and and they gradually got weirder and darker. And the last one was an epilogue that told the story from the point of view of the humans who of of the military that had come to clean out this town the entire population of which had been infected by a fungus that gave them all like a universal hive mind okay and so all the previous articles were like the hive mind sort of talking to itself and that's why it felt so weird and so if this if trying to interpret and figure out a glitched story like that would be interesting if I had any trust that that's what this was and that it there wasn't was gonna just, be a, that there was going to be a payoff. Yeah, like, the, and that it's yeah. not just garbage. And I'm pretty that's, sure this was just yeah, garbage. That is that is the problem with a lot of with, with a lot of art. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like a lot of the like when when you're in your early twenties and there are a lot more people trying to be artists than are still going to be trying to be artists when you're in your early thirties and they actually need to have maybe gotten paid for something at some point for them to still be sticking with this. A lot of stuff gets done where it's like, oh well, you know, I've seen art that just looks like a hodgepodge of random crap, so I'm just going to make a hodgepodge mm-hmm. of random crap, but not realizing that. Like it requires some compositional strength. It requires some context. It requires mm-hmm. like you can't just do that, right? You can't just stick random things together because that is not satisfying right. in any meaningful way. And the things that you see that are random shit stuck together, you know, the things that you're like, my kid could do that. Well, you know, probably he couldn't actually <laughs> like and and at the very least he didn't uh, is the important thing right. there. But yeah, that what's the the next one is uh, Pachalafaka, which I didn't get that, that one. That one looks pretty good, but gameplay wise, it was just you're sort of like sort of trying to move seeds around, and then when the seed hits a certain thing, the screen shakes and makes it hard to move, and it's I don't know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Spiral Sky. So you wait. You're, you're skipping Perfect Stride. I f- I forgot about Perfect Stride. Perfect Stride was kind of interesting. Did you play that? Riff? My note on it says an actual game you can play. <laughs> right. I uh, I almost gave up on it after fucking around uh, in what I thought was the entire game. I thought it was like uh, because because my bar had been set so low by some of these games. Mm-hmm. I I loaded it up and there was like that that weird sort of intro room that you're in yeah and then you drop you drop out out the different techniques and stuff no 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 the 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 weird intro room where you're in an actual room oh oh right right you fall out of it yes the before the game before the game begins yeah okay and then and then i like you fall into this other thing and you you start and then it's just that that first screen where you're the boat 
mm-hmm. um, or you're on the boat, I guess, because you can smoke a cigarette. <laughs> um, and I just sort of ignored what was in the middle of the screen and just started boating around and like played with that for like 15 minutes. I was like, okay, well, I guess this is just sort of some weird proof of concept. And I was about to close it, and I was like, oh no, no, actually, what I did is I closed it first because there's a I don't know if you ever did the turbo quit. Yes. <laughs> turbo quit was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so then I was like, I was going to say, Oh, I wanted to show Zach the turbo quit. So I started it back up and then I noticed, Oh wait, huh? There's this thing says exit in the middle of the map. And so I went through that and I was like, Oh shit, this was just the first level and there's actual <laughs> levels. And then I started playing around with it and there was just a ton more stuff. And then it yeah. opens up like there is like a, like a, an actual tutorial that you go through and then there's an actual game that yeah. you actually are messing around with. And it's, you know, you're like, having fun collecting stuff and like it was like it was like i was like wow this is a huh. real game i mean you sounds like you got you found a lot more in the pre-game game than i did i may have to go back and mess around with that well somewhere. i mean th- i just started hitting keys at random and there's th- th- a bunch of different keys on the keyboard do stuff okay yeah so like like there's a key that has you that brings up a cigarette that you smoke there's a key which gives you a turbo boost there's a key which stops you where you are there's a bunch of a bunch of just little different weird shit um uh, yeah, but the, so the, the gameplay is like you are a boat, sort of that goes around. Is it a boat? I was interpreting it as more like a snowboarder or something. Uh, maybe I. It's weird because it because it, it, it does land. not. Yeah, it doesn't work so well on the water. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you maybe, well, it could collect be just a hoverboard, right? Because they don't work on yeah. water. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> you Need collect. Um, you collect these little things, and sometimes that will spawn a perfect stride which is a path in the world that if you can follow along that path it does something and i don't know if that's just like getting you to the next level or what mm-hmm. um it's it was not entirely yeah. clear to me what was going on in some, some of the, the yeah it's sort of like a first person skateboarder but the way you build up speed is by sort of slaloming left and right yeah mm-hmm. And you're I'm making a gesture to explain that, but nobody could see it. <laughs> you, turning gently builds up speed. Turning quickly uh, will cause you to slow down. Huh, so, I mean, I, that seems kind of roller skatey, right? Like Maybe. You, yeah. Huh. It was neat. neat. It's it was well, neat. Well, I want to actually play it then. I think I just. That one is worth so something. Definitely worth there, was out. A, there was like some glitch on the website okay. that made it so I clicked a bunch of things. And the didn't downloads know. didn't actually start, but then it was like, you can't download this again for an hour. Oh, wow. Which I think is just an anti-piracy huh. measure, right? They didn't want somebody posting d- the handing code, out their, their URL. Yeah. Um, so there was uh, Poo Koozie, which... Poo Koozie? <laughs> yeah, did, did, did you... Okay, no. so it is a, a four-player game where the, the way that it's supposed to be controlled is that... You, you rig up a thing where you're sitting on a button that, like, holds down a mouse button. Okay. And you and three other players file into a hot tub. Okay. And you can move around, and you stand up to poop in the hot tub. And your your goal is to poop in the hot tub and get away with it. So your your actions are poop, move around, and, like, accuse. <laughs> And I don't, I couldn't, because it was only, there was only one, there was only me there and I could, you know, I didn't have the butt pad, so I didn't know what I was, what button I was supposed to be holding. Never, everybody did not immediately poop when the game started. But it was so, and it was That's pretty funny. That's kind of great, actually. Yeah. 
Spiral Sky was again Spiral Sky was just like a thing that you would make if you were learning to use Unity, and yeah. then it's not a fucking game. And that one had the same really drifting annoying. problem for me as depth, so I, I wonder if you're just some problem you need to update Unity. Unity. Yeah, possibly. Um, it's some of the, so much of this stuff is just like all right, I get like this is a thing that you made. This is not good enough to show anyone. Yeah, that's kind of what ruined Xbox uh, Xbox Live indie game was, you know, people not understanding that the game you make while following the how to make games tutorial is not a thing you need to put online and try to sell to people. Yeah. Hmm. And, it's, and it's weird, too, because, like, what do you do when... You know, I mean, you run into this, like, where somebody else's standards of quality are just so far below yours that you're like, I, I don't understand how to even explain to you why you, sh- why no one is going to buy this, why no one is going to like this game, like, it, because <laughs> right. if you can't tell that this is like, you know, uh, yeah, it's just weird. Because even like, you know, KOL was a goofy thing, but it was, it was like at least had some internal consistency and was not right. like it wasn't unfinished right it wasn't just it wasn't just like whatever stupid bullshit it was whatever joke went into whatever thing right, right. Mm-hmm. but it wasn't just like oh well this thing deletes everybody's account when you use it because that would have been terrible that would have been a bad move right <laughs> right would have been funny and like oh it's wacky whatever we're doing whatever the fuck we want but like it never really was like that right there was a there was an idea of what it was supposed to be like as a game and everything was thought out with that in mind, right? It, what, it was not just doing random wacky shit, even though it would be pretty easy to describe it that way. You know, it's... artists, man. <laughs> uh, Sunshine, was was Sunshine the one with the fruit but falling from the sky and you were it. moving like a dog back and forth and it was, no, that might've been something else. That might have been one of the moth ones. Okay. No, maybe. Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> um, my notes were neat, but what? Doesn't reveal itself early enough to maintain interest. Uh, UU was like a two-player mm. game where you were holding down keys to move some kind of bar across. That like, was the last one on my list, but it crashed when I tried to open it. Pong with the moth. Okay, Video Heroes was also pretty great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it is it is just a 3D model of a big rack of VHS tapes that are actual scans of VHS movies. Okay. Right? And dialogues will pop up on the left side of the screen that are somebody coming into your video store and saying, I want, and then sometimes it'll be like a real specific thing, and sometimes it'll be just, ah, just anything science fiction is fine. And so then you just have to pick it, huh. gra- you have to grab it, like click on a science fiction movie. You can, they're all physics objects, so you can pull them off the screen and sort of look at them <laughs> like you're supposed to be able to like read the back of it and stuff but it's not nearly as well executed as like a gone home or right. or or you know even like a skyrim loading screen <laughs> where it rotates on a sane axis like you know you pick the thing up but it's it's dangling from whatever point you grabbed it by rather mm. than actually floating oh, so you could like sort of flop it around and try to catch it so the text is upright <laughs> um, and uh, huh. It was pretty cool, though. Like, you know, and it's like we didn't license any of like, like none of this is legit. So sorry. <laughs> like, um, That's funny. But, you know, and then if you give them an appropriate movie, it like explodes into a bunch of dollar bills and then you earn some points. 
and they're like 20 customers and sometimes they will ask for like what is obviously just one specific movie like it what if you've like already they, given it away yeah then then i guess you're screwed wow you know it was pretty cool. I, oh. I like it was it was entertaining. It was it was like if Gone Home had had just like a janky working at a video store mini game. <laughs> it would have been kind of like that. That's fine. And, and also they hadn't been a legitimate commercial product that had to worry about licensing stuff. Sure. <laughs> well, fellas, um, I got to get going. Time is and short. Do some work. So we okay. should figure out what our next assignment is. Did we figure out? Oh, we're gonna play Mirror Moon. Yes. yes. Yeah, you probably wrote that on the. It's an indie game about planets yeah. vain vain planets yeah. i've played some of it but it's just as well that we're running out of time because i feel like to to explain it would uh would ruin some of the puzzliness of it right. it's mysteries exceeded only yes. by its power who yes. made mirror moon i don't know you saw him talk about it when it was barely a game yeah like two years ago at gdc and you're dubious because of that talk i it definitely seemed like they had uh they did not know at that point what they were doing, but they had a lot of time between then and release. Not, it's, not, it's not that they didn't know what they were doing. Like, oh, what the fuck is this clicky thing with the buttons on it in the wheel? <laughs> no, it just seemed like they <laughs> also, had... Also, why do they have a mouse from the 70s? Like they had figured out what the game was going to yeah. be. Okay. It yeah. seems like they had like... They, they weren't really... Like, it could have just been the presentation or like they maybe they had a plan, but it just seemed like they had no plan. As to what what was going to happen. Well, so, we'll see how it turned knows? out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no uh, listeners' mail this week, but Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us some listeners' mail, how would they do that? Well, you could tweet us at VG Hot Dog. You could email us vghotdog at gmail dot com, or you could check out our website videogameshotdog dot com. There's a link to our forums from there. You know what else you should do is you should go to iTunes and uh, give us a review yeah. or give us a rating so that give people a, yeah. will uh, give us a high five on Twitter. Aware. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. G- uh, give sure. us a hand job in an alley. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a great week, everyone. See ya. Oh, yeah, you, you were all like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the, how is that possible? It was you, just... fucking, you fucking traitor. <laughs> Get back to your town. Yeah, don't you know that anybody who leaves somebody else's village to come into yours is inevitably going to leave yours to go into somebody else's? Oh, they're spies. I knew it. I always knew it. All those fuckers are working for the number two. So they get paid in poop. Yeah, this yeah. whole this whole show is just a giant poop <laughs> poop, poop laden poop reference.